This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Believe it! It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words, but no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Now come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Now come on. And let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. gentlemen welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live the prime show i am your host xavier josiah once again i hope that everybody that is listening or our new listeners our seasoned listeners that are listening right now is safe sound and as sane as possibly can be during these times it's getting really really crazy out there there's a lot of people who are going through a lot of trial and tribulations a lot of people who have lost their jobs recently my thoughts and prayers to everybody who's has are experiencing these times right now it's it's getting rough uh and it's not going to end anytime soon but i'm not even going to say like what everybody else says this cliche of we're all going to get through this together we need to be as strong as possible yes we need to be as strong as possible no matter what we need to weather the storm this is the time right now that everybody is going to have to pull through yes we're going to have to do it together we really do but we also as individuals need to be our own strength during these times we need to think smart we need to get through we need to push hard um because it's, it's going to be crazy and you know shout out to those who still have their jobs shout out to those who you know who are out there our first responders and everything out there and you know the essentials you know thank you all Thank you all for being out there and doing what you're doing. We are going to take a couple, uh, like an hour or so to get away from all this. But also, I'm going to be talking about some things that has happened during this time. Um, I do want to say this. And as a wrestling fan, I want to say this. Screw WWE. And if you're a wrestling fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about with that. Because, you know, amongst all the people that could have actually saved their employees... 
they have the the grounds and the resources to do so. WWE, Vince McMahon himself has decided not to do that. I'm not going to get into details of that. This is not a wrestling show. This is a show about anime, comics, movies, and games, but far be it. Sometimes there is some wrestling talk in here, but I felt need as a wrestling fan to say, and have the format to say, screw you, Vince McMahon, on behalf of everybody who you let go, who you didn't have to let go. So I'll just leave it at that. Go on, go online and listen to the sheets and all this stuff on that note. But you know, we're going to take time to, you know, entertain, but also we're going to talk about some really thing, uh, crazy things that's happened in the realm of our favorite fandoms. You probably already know what it was going to be, but, you know, we're going to talk about it. I do want to talk about something really cool right now before we get into what's new in the world of ACMG. Something really cool happened um, this Friday. I was, you know, me and my wife were sitting watching uh netflix uh by the way highly recommend black uh black af or black as <laughs> which is created by kenya barris dude is awesome love him His show was funny i was like 18 minutes in i had a great time but i got a text from none other than the hokage herself molly flanagan uh, aka naruto who you know wanted me to be a part of the zoom chat you know this, this, first of all i gotta say if you have any money right now that you can use to invest in stock, I'm going to say you need to invest in Zoom right now because that has been the most popular format of connecting and making people and, and keeping people together. That has been the most effective thing. I've not, I've known about Zoom for like ever before this whole pandemic, but it's out there now more than ever. Like I haven't heard nothing from skype like nobody's using skype to do anything unless like it's for us using uh for interviews one-on-one interviews or something like that but like zoom is the format it's crazy but molly did a chat and she invited me on um and this chat consisted of a lot of the members of naruto the cast of naruto was along in this ride and i was like oh awesome i w- i didn't expect it to be all these people and, you know and along with some friends and family that she invited along and it was just a way of you know us all getting together and you know through these times and you know just having some fun just talking with each other and asking questions about things and such and you know everybody getting to know each other. it was really really fun i really enjoyed it i thank her for actually you know contacting me and i didn't realize it but i posted because i was posting about the show i was watching uh on netflix and she contacted me on my facebook page about it first but then i got my the text about it so she was really looking out to reach out to me to you know be a part of this and i i couldn't be more thankful this is the thing that molly does and this is why i call her my angel because she does things without even me asking or without just thinking about me and thinks about she does that that's hard like molly flanagan is the real deal she thinks about people that she gets to know and love and she feel and the other thing too is that i feel honored being a friend of hers because she doesn't friend everybody she's really selective on who she friends so the fact that she's welcoming in and not only just welcoming in but she's like helped me both you know as a client as a friend um some of the people that you heard on the show was um was basically from her contact um she's helped me get new clients for my business i mean she's done a lot and i did not ask her to do any of this that ladies and gentlemen is altruism and in return i look out for her as well from time to time as well so i mean we work together you know definitely 
in these tough times through the tough times and the not so tough times but she is her and lisa who uh is her business partner and friend and um and partner in, in general um they i love those two i absolutely love those two and shout out to lisa she could cook her ass off too by the way that was one of the things that we were talking about there too um yeah it, it's just been awesome they have been a welcome addition they're not just friends anymore they're family they're they're like family to my wife and i um it's just been an awesome experience uh meeting with them and uh this is no different so we were in this zoom chat and uh, you know lo and behold tom gibbis is there who was on the show before uh shikamaru naru uh who he's the voice of we also had naruto adr director mary elizabeth mcglynn who also is um Connor, uh, Corinai or Corinai, uh, Yuri on the show on Naruto as well, amongst other characters that she's played along the lines of video games and and uh, anime. And then, amongst all of that, we have the one and only Steve Bloom, aka Orochimaru, aka Sub Zero, aka Wolverine, aka you know, Tom from Tsunami is in this with us. So it's like we had this really really cool group amount of people in this in this chat and then a couple of other friends and family that was in here as well and all just you know come having camaraderie and talking with each other it was really awesome really awesome we had a lot of fun uh i got to ask some uh questions regarding some of the work that they've done as well so it was i kind of got into interview mode and you know casual mode as well with them it was so it was just a lot of fun one of the things that did asking one of the biggest questions i've always wanted to ask steve bloom and i finally got this answer on there um because you know if you watch toonami you know he's the voice of tom and every once in a while tom the character does video game reviews and i love the way i love the video game reviews because a lot of what is mostly said in these in these reviews are usually spot on and i'm like i wonder i've always wondered does steve bloom actually play these games how much of a gamer so i had to ask i had to ask him like how how much of a gamer are you and to that i and i hate to you know spoil people in this but the answer to that is he is not a gamer at all that's good that's great acting basically what he does is that he gets the reviews and he gets the things that would it would have said from staff and from gamer staff in tsunami in their game division or with development who reviewed the games themselves but then gives the information to tom or steve bloom for that matter and then he reads off the lines in a way that it really sounds like he understands the game well he knows about the game it's awesome and that's a credit to his that's a, an absolute phenomenal credit to his talent and his skill and his craftsmanship you know it's awesome like because you would never know listening to those reviews that he actually never played these games at all but what they say in them is spot on and his delivery towards them is even spectacular to the point that it's like okay he gets me but no it's not he that gets me it's like five other gamers in in, in tsunami who actually gets it <laughs> so shout out to him for that i mean this is the art of acting i love it so that was one of the other things um it, that, what else did, did i actually uh do i think i yeah i did also talk to um i did also talk to mary elizabeth who i didn't know that those two were a couple by the way that was very interesting i know some hardcore fans did i know one of my acmg members absolutely knew that they were a couple because she calls them the unofficial mom and dad 
<laughs> to them in some cases i don't know how creepy that is but um she said that um you know i i, I talked to mary elizabeth and asked her about their experience uh directing the show and translating the original script from japan to uh to be for to be transitioned into what has been said in english and rather how easy or hard is that and you know she was talking about this as well you know it is it is somewhat of a challenge but they managed to find ways to get through it because some words just can't be said in in english or it's translated in a different way so you know the adr you know is portion of it they have that's their job they have to figure out a way to make sure that the words make sense and that it matches with the mouth movement as well so that's in that's a very hard thing to do and this is part why i respect the american voice actors because now you have all these skilled talented people who take it very seriously who understands the craft and wants to make it better not like the people in the 90s where they were just going off lines but not understanding the culture or ideology of what they were using so it's just like they were just saying the lines but not giving the essence of what it was about and these actors today not just voice actors but these guys are actual actors um these actors today actually put in the emphasis and effort and passion and understanding and respect that these anime uh, tv series need so you know shout out to them and it, it was just another credit to them on that but again a lot of we had a great time thank uh thanks molly once again for you know bringing me into her life and you know just again just really really looking out for me it, it's it's really much appreciated it everyone it's one of these moments it's one of those moments that really tells me like one i'm on the right road of what i've been doing for a long time because i've been doing as you guys know this is um we're still celebrating sort of the fifth year anniversary of talk time live and possibly six uh what like almost going seven years of acmg or uh eight years of acmg i gotta uh, that that'll come up in my memory sooner or later but i've been doing this for quite a while especially and it all it all actually started from my design firm which is viewfinders identity search and design which is what you hear in the beginning of the show all the time and i've been doing this for 10 years going on to nine years actually going on to 10 it's getting to the 10th and going on a decade and um <clears throat> all of that which all of the diligence and hard work that i put into that led into me starting the brand of acmg which then a few years later started the brand of talk time live which is an extension of the acmg brand and facebook group which then led to me meeting so many great people so many great and talented people like mega Rand, like molly like uh dj cutman and um tom gibbons and all of the people that i've had the chance of uh, kyle abear you know especially like all of these really great people that in my life and you don't just meet these people not just meet these people, but get to know these people, connect with these people, talk to these people on a, and have them on the show. You don't do that by just walking into it. You don't do that. That has to be earned. Everything that is done has to be earned. So any to anybody who wants to do any of this or wants to be any an actor or a game developer or whatever, it has to be earned. And for me to be able to meet all these people means that shows that I have earned the right and opportunity and respect of those peer of those people that have done such great things and it, it really warms my heart to know that i was able to be a part of all of these lives that i'm you know honored to be a part of these people's lives so thank you molly once again for that it is awesome and um 
I believe I don't know if they're going to do another one of those or whatever like that. But, you know, it's it's really cool. I thought it was a really cool way for them to get, you know, some of their close friends and family together and during these times and really have a lot of fun. And it, it's just great. I like a lot of, you know, these, you know, higher status beings of ours, these uh, celebrities, if you will, are like really trying to do things to reach out to people and make sure that everybody's OK. And I, I really appreciate that. It was I'm honored. I'm honored. And it was a pleasure nonetheless. So I digress today. This episode of Talk Time Live, we're going to talk about Mortal Kombat Legends scorpion revenge that just came out and uh we're gonna review that in our talk topic of the week but before that we got some really crazy news that has happened this week you guys probably know already so we're gonna talk about it but also i gotta go amongst that to talk about some other things regarding that as well and some news some other news that we're gonna talk about so let's not waste any time folks let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, folks, the first order of news that we're going to talk about is possibly, without a doubt, the biggest news pertaining to our favorite fandoms, and that is the mecca of all things anime comics movies and games that is san diego comic-con the 50 year long comic book convention event for the first time in history has canceled comic-con international put out a statement on their website discussing their plans in light of the covid 19 pandemic for the first time in their 50 year history san diego comic-con will be canceled this year and will instead return the, to the San Diego Convention Center July 22nd to the 25th, 2021. The longtime company was carefully monitoring the situation and was trying to trying their best to prevent cancellations as their stakeholders and exhibitors that rely on the event. And I mean, like not just those. I mean, you got people who would buy items every year on eBay. And, and hawk them off and sell them off exclusives because that's what san diego comic-con is known for those guys god they they their livelihood relies on that whole entire thing so i mean that's it's affecting those people as well um all of those people i mean it, the, the cancellation you know they were trying to prevent it for all those um as that's their livelihood not to mention like fans who pay tons of cash for traveling and hotel stays which hopefully they will be getting back uh, and be able or be able to book the stay for next year but i gotta tell you that is a lot of money i've i've, I've mentioned it all the time it's it's you know, like depending on where you live at you're paying rather a little bit if you're within the area you know of, of uh california you're only a drive away but if you're living across the country like myself, like when me and my wife went, that was like we spent six grand. That was three thousand a piece. That was for travel. That was for hotel stay. That was for expenses. Uh, you know, whatever is going on there. You know, that's that's also including badges that we had to get in there and all that stuff as well. So that's uh, it, it could be expensive depending on where you get it from and where you go and how far you got to travel. It is expensive. So you know think about all of that and hopefully you can get that back um san diego comic-con has announced that anyone who purchased the badges for the for the year will have the option of requesting refunds or transfer to the uh con 
a year later i mean this is a common thing i had i had to do this for quite a bit of shows that has happened so far um the comedy shows that we were supposed to go to uh what is it? what else what else what else what else uh aew that's trying to re- uh postpone scheduling and, and you know it, it's just it's sad it's a shame it, it's a real shame WonderCon in anaheim has also been canceled uh it will not have uh, a destination date um and now has a destination date actually of march 26th to the 28th 2021 as well so they have had to postpone as well because uh, that was supposed to happen and it didn't in addition to their convention, uh, Comic-Con International has also was planning to do a major renovation of the Balboa Park Federal Building to com- uh, to be completed for the grand opening of Comic-Con Museum in the summer of 2021. Unfortunately, COVID-19 has affected that as well. So amongst all of this, and, and I do want to point this out too, um, you know, for those here in Philadelphia, Keystone Comic Con has not announced that they have canceled their show. Um, again, for them, is they consider it is way too early at the moment. Of course, anything could change at any time. But at this moment, I know that they are still working on that because it's down the line in August. And at this time, with it being and, and New York Comic Con as well, and with that happening, you don't know. We won't know how things are going to go from now. The problem is. And I think the reason why San Diego <laughs> decided to do this is because of what you know our president is doing right now, which is crazy. He's trying to reopen everything when it's way too early. And everybody, everybody, governors, uh, state representatives, everybody are not, is not trying to hear it. He hired Vince McMahon, Mark Cuban and uh, Dana White, among others, to be his task force to reopening these things and it just doesn't make sense furthermore that shouldn't be our focus our focus should be right now to make sure that everybody's safe and put this out but he's endangering people and everybody else is saying it but him and we're seeing right through this but him it is it's just utterly sad that this is the state that we're in right now and there are people who are also protesting to things to be open not caring about the well-being of our elders and everybody else and this is just insane so i think the reason for them canceling out because i think they could would have held out had you know our president our our all be all president who decided to try to reopen things because he i think even they know there's a, probably a second wave coming and if he does this it's going to guarantee create a second wave and there's people that is going to be affected majorly and there's going to be businesses that's going to be affected majorly this is criminal this is damn near criminal uh in a sense and in in some cases and i said it before on social media i feel like i feel like education is becoming a lost art empathy is falling right behind it (laughs) you know it's that's just the way it is um it's really sad and as far as these cons is concerned and i I gotta say this because i've ranted about this and i had to even furthermore later on put out a what i call the acmg psa on the facebook group a lot of our a lot of our beloved big events is going to be shutting down it it, is that's just the way it is um san diego comic-con is the second biggest one that's going to be shutting down and that's this is it so based upon our discuss a lot of discussions i've had I need all of you who are listening to do yourself a favor. While many of us are, are, you know, 
many of our favorite events are going to be um, canceling due to COVID-19, there is something much more important to think about than whether you will be able to enjoy these great and memorable affairs, which they are. They are phenomenal. A lot of these th- things are phenomenal. There are people becoming very effective by this pandemic, whether it is financial, medical, or economical, losing jobs, money, I'm sorry, money and lives. They, I mean, so before you actually get upset, angry and entitled, think about the health and well-being of your loved ones, your friends and neighbors. I say it again. This is not about one. This is about all. There will be a time when people will be able to enjoy and have fun and attend these major events, which will more than likely be back and better than ever and more epic no i can't now unfortunately i can't speak for a lot of the local con events that are happening because I, I i'm gonna tell you if you if you understand how things work a lot of local con events may take a major hit because of all this it is possible that it's going to take a major hit some of them may not come back because they don't have the backing a lot of them get by on a year-to-year basis of these in hopes that you could create growth for it but as this, you know, as things go by, it's going to create a bit of a slump and a lot of these local events are going to take hit. Um, so, I mean, that's just the way it is. But you know, lastly, uh, just just be patient because it's like people are worrying about all this, like whether they're going to be having to go to a con. Like worry. There's so many other things to worry about right now. Just so many other things. I had a conversation with somebody, some goof on social media about like. You know, there's a lot more important saying and there's a lot more things that we worry about right now. Um, and he comes off and had the audacity to to say that that uh, what did he say? If I recall right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he I told I'm like telling people to chill. I'm like he said these numbers, the numbers that are giving out of the people that are being affected and all this stuff are, are inflated and exaggerated. And that is co- like it's completely low to other forms of COVID-19 and I and, and whenever people I, I say this all the time and I say this I'll say this again whenever people have the audacity to try to give off some some fiction that they that they're trying to bring fact and think that I am that that people like me are not going to fact check them that's the thing and they they they're they're going to be in for a surprise and people like me like to fact check people so if you're going to say that something is inflated and exaggerated i need proof i'm not just going to listen to what you say i'm not one of those like one of those inbred dumbass people who are going to (laughs) who are going to like just go with the flow as if you know because i'm I'm too lazy to put up a fight no i'm i'm not lazy at all (laughs) i'm going to put up a fight um or too afraid to i'm not that person i will be up in your grill or i'll be behind a keyboard and again have and tell you and like make you prove it so the three magic words that always scares people off where's your source as always i put it up and lo and behold he got he his defense his react his response to that is that he basically um how you know he's not google you see it yourself i'm like no you actually were the one who said that it's inflated and exaggerated so before i was able to con you know put a comment on there lo and behold i get the 
the Facebook message saying that the post has been removed uh, and that the object or, or commenting was uh, removed by its owner. So you can no longer comment on it. So I'm like, okay, so he just basically, the dude basically just fled off and just got off the subject because he didn't want to have to prove himself. So come on, don't say stuff that, you know, you can't back up. That is my point with that. Don't ever say anything that you can't bug up. If you don't have the source and proof of what you're saying, never say it. Never, you never claim it as a fact because you're going to find somebody who's going to try to, you know, you know, put you, they're going to, you're going to, they're going to challenge you. So that's just it right there. So folks, I'll tell you, and by the way, if, if to those of you, if you truly, if you're one that who claims that they understand everything that's going on and that is going on right now and you claim to have all of the answers of this pandemic including the metrics the statistics the medical knowledge of everything then please be the hero you claim and fix the problems that we ha- are having right now so we could get back to the uh, swing of things be at the white house be a, be one of those guys be next to Fa- um you know dr faust <laughs> you know be that be in front of that task force because you plainly have all the answers but no you're sitting on your ass you're sitting behind a, a keyboard you're sitting behind your phone talking about all this you got the source get out there and do it help those you know help those who uh, who don't understand what's going on and help them comprehend what is needed please have the source material and concrete information while you at it you know put yourself on the front line instead of texting behind uh what you think you know you know if you really if you actually don't know then you know what the hell you you claim then chill and sit your ass down and shut the hell up that's basically what i'm saying here so that's all i gotta say about that on that note there so but it is sad nonetheless that san diego comic-con which is the biggest grossing event of the year the second one of the first or or tied with new york comic-con um so they won't be able to profit new york comic-con keystone comic-con um is still up in the air and they're still waiting strongly but i tell you this if everything does go back to you know opening again by the time that time comes boy they're going to profit is New York Comic Con and, and Keystone gonna profit hard? Because once we get the first open public event going, woo, is that gonna make a lot of money? So it, it comes down to Repop right now, Repop, uh, Read Exhibit Exhibition, or is that thing, or just say Repop. It's up to Repop uh, to be able to be the ones to get the first of the new wave of public events going if they are the first ones to get that first interaction my goodness they're going to make a lot of money people are going to come down from the woodworks for these events because once everything goes open again oh man it's going to be a it's going to be a huge wave so let's cross our fingers that the whole year will not be out of events and stuff like that happening because you know we want these things open but we also want people to do the right things and that's including our people in the white house because a lot of people are really worried right now with that so that is that that is what that news is going on right now we're gonna go to something else we're gonna move on to the video game front right now and funny thing of all things that is coming out of all things we had to talk about cash grab on uh select start <laughs> and whether you know um final fantasy 7 remake was a cash grab and if you depend on how you define it 
everything is a cash grab but to me the definition the, the term cash grab is always somewhat of derogatory and offensive in a sense and it most leaning towards a something that was not worth getting um and it's a get rich quick thing if any game that i would call a cash grab it will be bandai namco's jump force which was the game that came out somewhat now two years now and it was promised to have these revolutionary graphics and look uh and art style that we've never seen before with you know with the uh our favorite shonen jump characters and then we got the game and it was nowhere near to that it was it was told like they never showed gameplay footage and we thought the gameplay footage was, was shown on a trailer and it wasn't and then lo and behold you had the story mode that you could only play once and you can't play again so everything after that is just online play that's a cash grab that is an immediate cash grab right there and people constantly dog this game out there every time they talk about this game bandai namco puts out a post about that game and the the comments on the game is like the, the majority of people on there hate the experience hate the fact that they paid 100 bucks for that game then you got some people who actually do like it for some odd reason that's their there's so many better games out there to jump force man it's so many but now for some reason bandai namco announced that jump force is coming to the nintendo switch which i you know when i saw when i played the game back then i played that game back then and saw the the capacity the the memory um the compact like the uh space the amount of um memory space that it has i'm like oh dude they made this look like it was going to be like the graphics was going to look like something uh to god of war you know like god of war level or or even like you know the tri- that triple a level quality that we expect and it wasn't it was just like a trailer that and then it just looked like it did it, it, it look as good as j star victory versus plus for god's sake which i thought that should be the game that should be coming to the nintendo switch not this crap i love j star victory versus plus was a far better game than what they put out with this and luckily i have i still have it for the nintendo switch and i still have it for the ps vita but i wanted them to port that on to the nintendo to the nintendo switch because i thought that was a lot that game was a lot more fun but no they put jump force on there jump force that is still trying to grab cash and they start uh, it's just i think it's horrible it's a horrible game it is not worth the money that they're asking for even if they even down a price even if they do give you the first season for free which they are doing it is not worth it it is so not worth it. i would not advise anybody I, I reviewed that game with such disappointment it was the most disappointing game i played in 2019 bar none i was extremely disappointed by this because i saw what i like i said i love uh i love j star victory versus plus which is virtually the same thing but it's better uh they don't have as many characters as they have now because they got all the my hero academia characters and some other characters in there now but it was great for what it was back then and i felt i played that game over and over again the replay value was great the replay value on jump force is nowhere near as great as that um so but uh, you know they're known for some really good anime translations by the way this week this i believe was the 24th is coming out yes this friday it's um which i spoke about on the naruto chat naruto ultimate ninja storm 4 4 is coming out for the nintendo switch i would put more money onto that game 
in any of the or any of the Dragon Ball games, any of the um, Naruto games are solid, more than solid. That game right there does not deserve your money, even if it's like thirty, even if they charge you like thirty bucks or thirty nine ninety nine plus give you the season pack. Trust me, it's not worth it. Especially for the fact that I'm telling you, you will only be able to play the story mode once. They have not given you any uh, new game plus or reason or able ability to play through that game. It, it's it. I hate to say I hate to use this term because it's said too much. It is trash, but at least I gave you a reason why it is. People would just say trash, but never say why. It's like you just can't just say that. That doesn't define why it is. I've given you a reason for it, why it's trash. So. It is coming out soon. They didn't say when, but I don't know. It, 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 if unless they do a, a complete rehaul and changes to this game, I don't understand why they're still pushing this. This was a fail. They're still pushing this game. It is an immediate fail. I I, I just don't get it. But another game I'm really excited for, and I, it was it was dated on the eShop to come out on the 23rd, the day before. Uh, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Store and Secret of Mana, which is also coming out next week too, uh, is in fact Streets of Rage, which is coming out April 30th on all major platforms. They had this thing looks so cool. It's going to be $24.99. It's very reasonable. So I may get that instead of Secret of Mana because the, the reality is with everything going on, I am going to be holding back on certain you know things that I'm going to be doing. I'm still going to be talking about video games and stuff on the show. But as far as reviews, I may hold back depending on thing is because the idea is that like we need to pull back a bit. Everybody's pulling back because we don't know what's going to be happening down the line and everything. But there's always going to be certain things that you could talk about video game wise. And, you know, we could pull back on certain reviews. So we're going to be just doing our thing. But um, I do have Ultimate Ninja Storm coming. Um, I will be definitely getting Streets of Rage as well. But one of the cool things that they showed is the retro trailer, which you're going to be able to unlock the pixel versions, the old school pixel versions of Sega Genesis out here. Uh of this old Sega Genesis sprites that you can be able to play in this newly drawn, uh, you know, stages and everything. So that's cool. Uh, it looks awesome. It looks awesome. I'm looking forward to checking out and playing it. So I am looking forward to that as well. So moving on to some other news, Josh Rowland, you know, the creator, one of the co-creator of Rick and Morty has a new Hulu exclusive, uh, series coming called solar opposites which looks absolutely insane i mean it it looks like a it actually looks like a spinoff to rick and morty like it everything that's all the antics and everything that has happened on this show looks like a rick and morty spinoff and i wouldn't be surprised if down the line you would see some sort of a crossover between the two of some sorts but rick and morty fans which i am now myself i wasn't at first it took me a while to get used to it because all i was all i kept imaging is rick with this green plasma and him being drunk all the time but he's not as drunk as he used to be now but now he's still as crazy as ever and the new and that new season's coming in may um i believe the first week of may too so i'm looking forward to that as well um but rick and morty fans will definitely enjoy this uh it's this crazy deranged show it's about an alien family who traveled to earth after their planet was destroyed and this is what i'm getting from the trailer it looks like that's what's happening and they i rather they traveled to earth or crash landed on earth and now trying to coexist with humans which takes them into like a world of a wild and chaotic adventures all the time um one of the voices which i caught on immediately on it in the uh, commercial was uh the character what yamiak yamalak 
I think that's how it's pronounced. But the voice is very distinct and familiar. Is now is played by the gold like the star of Goldberg's actor Brian uh, Gibram, uh, who plays uh, the the main Goldberg kid. Um, I love that show. That show is strictly for people who love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. It, they my favorite episode of that of the Goldbergs is the trans is the uh, Transformers episode when he finds out Optimus Prime died. The best, awesome. So ja, uh, Justin Rowland also takes a role of uh, Corvo uh, slash Terry. I don't know if that's supposed to be the same character or two different characters or whatnot, but it looks awesome. Uh, this is coming in May eighth. Um, actually, I'm sorry, Rick and Morty new season is coming next week, next Sunday. So which that is not the. Uh, beginning of may so it's coming out next monday and this show is coming in the first week of may it's uh, may 8th so i'm looking forward to that so folks that is all the news i have this week and what is new in the world of acmg we're going to take a break come back and i am going to talk about the latest wb animated movie mortal kombat legends scorpion's revenge we'll talk about that right after this Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! This is Tom Gibbis, the voice of Shikamaru Nara from Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. And it's not a drag. Do it. And now, it's time for our Talk Topic of the Week. Ready? Fight! Folks, we are back with our Talk Topic of the Week, and it is my review of Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge, the latest WB animated film based on the best-selling fighting game that was created by ed boone and john tobias and now we have it in once again an animation form this time at the helm of wb now mortal kombat legend scorpion's revenge focuses or is supposed to be focusing on the origin of scorpion and his path through mortal kombat and i say it's supposed to because for a reason the movie often feels like a non-canon telling which shows what happens if scorpion was the main character in the story it, it almost kind of like it's like when you play arcade mode and you play against scorpion and you play through the entire arcade mode and you get reached the ending and it's his version which it's him you know more or less dominating the tournament it's kind of on that deal it's it's really not canon to the actual video game of what's going on now through 9 10 and 11 which if you recall they kind of rebooted everything in the series so this is kind of like a retelling of it but in the perspective of it's sort of the idea and i believe the idea of this was that it's supposed to be the perspective of scorpion and it was supposed to focus around scorpion but while this movie is based on scorpion it tends to steer away its focus of the ninja specter and spends a lot of the film on other main characters of Mortal Kombat, such as Luke Kang, Johnny Cage, and uh, Sonya Blade. Raiden 
of course, plays the middleman or middle being in all of this as he watches over Scorpion and the Earthrealm heroes in hopes of defeating Shang Tsung at the Mortal Kombat tournament to make sure that all of Earthrealm is saved. One has to wonder though, is it really based on Scorpion in the first place? Like that, when I watched this, I was like, all right, this is all good and, and all fun and good, but like, is this really based on Scorpion <laughs> or is it just, could have had just they could have easily just called this mortal Kombat the animated movie that's what it felt like i mean like they had like scorpion had his moments but they went so like a, a big chunk of the film is Liu kang and it and more or less is mostly it's sonya blade and johnny cage which i guess in some respect they do they they do kind of have that focus because that's what's happening in the main show um you know game right now is that they did put a lot more focus on the johnny cajun and uh sonya blade which it was always supposed to be about luke kang in the first place but they decided to switch it over because they didn't want that cliche i guess luke kang to most gamers to the majority of gamers is always the, is will always be the main guy because that's the way it was everybody had a ryu character in fighting games and luke kang was that guy um but they decided to go north but they made their comp their comic relief the main character now which is funny i, I think is i mean not just the fact that he's a comic relief dude but he's the main he's like they're focusing on him and sonya blade to be the main characters which is like all right whatever you you wasted all this time developing this character to be like a side, a sideshow and now we're supposed to believe him as the big force of the entire whole thing it's hard to it's, it's hard to bite it's hard to bite but it's they, they're still very much enjoyable characters and i do like the way the direction that they did with the mortal Kombat canon storyline and the game so i'm not totally mad at the fact but I, I, that was one of my biggest issues with uh 10 was the fact that like it was so focused on the cage family and like they wasted so many years on developing cage to be truly a good main character you know and now all of a sudden we're supposed to take him as that but nonetheless the movie does provide a lot of action-packed violent uh it's really it, it, it's an action-packed violent thrill ride that does uh this, the game series justice i mean like this can't be mortal Kombat if it was like not like a rated r type of thing and this this is a rated this is as rated r as you could get with this i mean like just full f-bombing uh heads uh getting chopped off explosions like extremely violent uh kids getting killed stuff like that it, it, like they hold nothing back on this series um animation wise the frame rate in animation is as high end as you would expect from any wb film uh animated film um it's very in your face the fight scenes are like very very in your face um where it has exciting fluid motions and you know with you know body you know with techniques and and, and martial arts techniques and choreography going so they, they there's a lot of justice um the x-ray breaking scenes that you see on the uh actual game has been added on here as well so they brought that into the movie as well where you like where they break a portion of somebody's skull or you know um arms or whatever like that and it shows and they do a close-up of the inside of the attendance or whatever so i mean they they paid respect to that you also got to see some sig uh, signature moves that you would see on the game Liu kang does his kicks um scorpion does uh um uh, his uh spear um you know throw and uh also like his one of his other moves that regards to his, both his hands being uh 
punching at the same time. I, I recognize some of the moves that everybody was doing in here as well. I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it is just like it, you, it's what you expect from Mortal Kombat. A lot of over the top fight scenes that even Quentin Tarantino will be very proud of. So that was that's another big positive about this. Uh, that's a big positive about this game. You couldn't do it without having some great fight scenes, and they, they really brought it here. Um, characters, let's talk about that characters in scorpion's revenge was stellar as you as you would expect uh, a lot of top voice talent from the world of video games tv sitcoms anime and you know and more lent there you know talents to bring this movie to it i mean you know ed boone and, and warner brothers they're going to bring top quality if you play their games they, it's 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 warner brothers to a t <laughs> so if you if you watch any dc animated movies they kind of brought that quality here as well especially with the voice talent so you got patrick uh sees who scorpion who is supposed to be the main character and the main focus and the star of this uh animated show i'm just gonna point that out he is supposed to be the main dude instead they got joe McHale, who's from you know from community who is a who's perfect who is absolutely perfect for playing johnny cage he is the perfect johnny cage in fact he really does stand out and he really his character is joe McHale. it, it is joe is joe McHale like johnny cage is joe McHale with a kung fu grip that's pretty much how you could put it so this this was a match made in heaven for them and he he did exactly what you expect him to do he was the comedy relief he uh he it was very he had a really very genuine type of um you know charisma about him that i love so uh another person i had a chance of meeting and uh meeting and eating with his uh great griffin uh she play who once again uh return as katana uh she is a she's a spitfire uh she is very entertaining not just on like not just on uh video games and, and animations or whatever like i had a chance to you know sit down and uh have dinner with her and when i was with molly and them when they were in philly she is so much fun she is so entertaining but she once again played uh, katana here and i thought she did really well for the time that she was in here as well jennifer carpenter from dexter played sonya blade so here's another character that they really put a lot of focus in as well most i think a lot of it had to do with just who it was and a lot along with joe McHale. you got the awesome kevin michael richardson playing goro in here as well uh so he i think he plays goro in the original one as well too uh the man himself steve bloom returns to sub-zero a lot of the characters from the game actually did do their voices for this as well so uh steve bloom uh who i just spoke about recently from, from the naruto chat orochimaru himself uh plays sub-zero once again and my man fred tatashore as the demon torturer once again mel blankian talent sounds nothing like he like his character as the demon torturer and if you put it next to the Don Corneo character in uh, Final Fantasy VII, totally different. Awesome, awesome performance. So there's a lot more. There's a lot more people that's in this uh, movie too. But these were the, like the main folk. These are the main standouts of the entire uh, show, and they all did the the acting, the voice acting in here was really well done. Uh, it's as you would expect. I, I haven't never. There's never. I haven't heard one WB animated movie or film or TV show that has had bad acting. That's just that's just not that's not going to happen. So the negatives that I had for this, uh, everything about Mortal Kombat Legends feels right and does provide a good hour and 19 minutes of action 
some a lot of fun dialogue and character development is what you respect i think however there are two things that personally i felt took away from a total enjoyment of this and, and for this you know being like a really great film i think the first for me and this is only for me this is my personal opinion for me like some people might like this some may some may agree some may uh, disagree but for me i i you know i'm a big fan of you know being that i'm an artist myself and i love great character design i'm a big fan of character design and i was very f familiar with the design from the previous uh shows dating back to the 90s that's what this the the character design of this looked like wonder like a 90s style animated uh film or tv show or cartoon that we used to watch and i couldn't put my finger on it as to what this looked like and to me when it comes to 90s to 90s and, and animated tv shows or i'm sorry animated tv shows are usually refer to sophisticated like the simpsons and all that or beavs and butthead or whatever um cartoons kids cartoons in the 90s to me i felt like that was the downfall because you could tell the lack of quality in the cartoons in the 90s uh was really really bad uh it like if you look at the 80s stuff and i know that like if you look back like a lot of the 80s stuff doesn't hold up now but it still has a better quality in the 90s um especially as far as character designing like you compare like the mortal Kombat tv show uh in the 90s to or the street fighter tv show cartoon from the 90s to transformers or voltron well voltron is anime so i can't I, I, it's unfair to put that but um let me see the smurfs or god i can name a bunch um the munchie cheese i guess <laughs> i'm dating myself back on that one but even gi joe like stuff like that like though they were drawn so well they looked great they the animation was as good as it could be um but stuff like that the, the, the humanoids the centurions i mean all of that like mask all of those like if you compare all the 90s cartoons to the 80s cartoons the 80s cartoons was, will blow it away just visually at best but I'm telling you, man, it, 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 it really bugged me because I saw the decline of quality in the character design. And I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, a lot of the animation back in the 80s were was expensive to make. So they kind of backed out in budget. And, and you could tell in some cases. And then Ren and Stimpy came out and had their, their great, you know, retro style of look. And then everybody wanted to follow up with that and try to do it, but they downplayed the character design and where it made it more grittier and simplistic and stuff like, and it just got worse and worse. And then Beavis and Butthead came out, became successful. And then everybody wanted to do like that. And the quality of character design just to this day, is just, it, it never like until like we got Avatar and, you know, stuff like that in the, in the boondocks and things now because now anime has become such a big thing and we saw how great the quality is and how everybody's now steering towards anime now people are now people are finally starting to put more emphasis on the character design now we um black dynamite was another great looking you know anime um you know show that they had uh on on uh del swim as well archer you know we we're finally starting to get back on that quality kick with that so but you know this one had that that 90s style of character design that i was like Ugh. It, it just it, it looked unappealing for me which to me it's like but i couldn't put my finger on it 
as to where I've seen this before. So I looked at IMDb and I checked to see who was the character designer. And it was exactly the same design as what I saw in another video game that I find, you know, what I pinpointed. And there's another video game that looked exactly like this from the 90s. Another related animated project called Double Dragon. And I know a lot of people remember that and a lot of there's some people who actually liked it i remember uh, i remember watching it but it watching it just for the sake of watching it but not fully enjoying it because one i didn't like the character design i felt like double dragon deserved a lot better and then they had this really quirky storyline of these guys um going against the shadow uh council or something like that i forgot the name of the um the shadow league or whatever like that and then he, they later on came out with a fighting game which was really as crappy as the cartoon as well for it so the artist character designer is named steve Choi, who steven Choi actually who is known for other successful tv shows like ben 10 um 1996's where on earth is karma san diego which i actually loved i love that show but the character design is a little different from that like it was drawn different from there and then you have batman gotham uh in uh gaslight which I, I don't recall i don't remember if i even watched it or even paid attention to watching it but i did see red sun and he worked on red sun and i thought red sun was awesome so I, I, and I, if you recall, I gave that like high praise. That was one of the best DC animated movies in a long time. Uh, overall, just visually and everything. So it is a factor of that he, I, and I, he's not the only, um, there's a, I forgot the other guy, the other character designer, Zach. Uh, I forgot to Zach somebody, but I know Stephen Choi. It, it has to be more leading to Stephen Choi because he was involved in Double Dragon and this whole entire, this whole entire movie looks like the same des uh, character design as Double Dragon. So unless that other guy has worked alongside with him back then, then it all makes sense. But it it, it just it really um it, it really 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 I, I was really disappointed. I was like, out of all of the people, all of the character designs and styles or art styles they could have used, why did they use that one for for Mortal Kombat? I mean. It's just, it's crap. It was, I, I don't want to say it's crap, but it, I just didn't like it in particular. But some of, um, some of the reasons Choi decided to go with the same design pattern from the old Double Dragon with, uh, it, it, that I did, I mean, these, it was like his style, the style of this was each character had like some sort of obtuse angle with like full of thin lines and, um, you know, the make around the body and face of the characters which made them look like kind of blocky and abstract but then you have thick lines that represent the shadow of their detail you know shadowy detail around the triceps the cheeks sometimes the shoulders all the stuff the muscle line and, and such which looked okay in uh, on some characters and not so much in others so um i wonder if they i didn't see they didn't do no they didn't do it i thought that um jackie chan um, the old Jackie Chan cartoon, which also I like, I think it had somewhat of a similar look to it as well. Um, but I don't think from what I saw, they didn't work on it. Uh, Choi didn't work on it. I don't know if the other guy did either, but, um, but the other one too, Quan Chi, Quan Chi looked the worst of all of them to me. He, he, his character design to me did not look as good. Quan Chi may have looked the most unappealing of all of them to me. His design look like he looked like an older uh person like adrian tombs from spider-man with like these rounded puffy cheeks and you know his body shape looked 
looked really odd, especially he had this like insanely huge skull in the middle of his chest that like for that was a part of his um his gear that he was wearing i was like okay that's just weird <laughs> but what really saves the characters and the look the characters look is the animation quality the animation quality because they you know they put in some full frame animation and during the fight scenes it, it looks it makes it look much better than it is and um the action is what helps this whole time along uh, uh, the action and the acting helped this along with the whole thing but the initial look and i watched this movie like three times <laughs> you know to to really like be sure and each time i was still like no i'm not digging the, i'm not digging a look at this i'm not digging a look at this but it is a really fun movie to watch so um it's not the end all be all of it it's not a deal breaker for me in a sense in that case but um when they're not you know you know it, it, it's like when they do the fighting scenes i don't think about the character design but when it when they're not fighting all you can see is like the obtuse angles that the obtuse and acute angles and the thick lines and it's i don't know it just looks it looks really weird i'm a big fan of detail like you talking to somebody like who watch it who really got fat who become fascinated watching anime like fist of the north star where all the detail the body looks so appropriate and proportionate and it like Tetsuo Harder his his character design I compare him to Jim Lee where like they pay attention to a lot of detail and you know whether shading of the arms the detail of the arms and you know the features of the cheeks and whatever like that it looks more lifelike it looks more you know the, the, the very you know detail of perspectively looks accurate this one i don't i don't i i it'll it, it'll be it's not fair for me to compare those two together you know it, it really is but that's the kind of animation and character design i like in a sense I, I'm, I'm more of a um ellipse type of guy more well-rounded type of guy no i'm actually i'm actually i do like to make angles myself but when it comes and 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 akira toriyama does it perfectly like when he does when he does character design for dragon ball and creates all of his dragon ball characters or dragon quest characters or any of those other characters he uses you know he, he uses a lot of uh obtuse and uh acute angles but he does it perfectly and it looks right this one not so much and when it came to quan chi it was like uh i was yeah i was not there but when it came to the action it took you know you got a chance to not even focus on all of that as well but while it is absolutely while it, it would have been actually cool i i when it when i i found out that w wb animation was going to be doing a mortal kombat animated movie i was hoping along the lines that somebody like a character designer of like dusty abel and dusty abel is the character designer for young justice i wanted to see mortal kombat and that faction if they were to do it that way oh my god this movie would have been awesome it's, can you imagine if they had the same if they had dusty abel art style on a mortal kombat character and during the fighting scene it would have been true like i don't understand i don't know what went into the decision of using stephen Choi or stephen Choi even making a decision to go any other guy go, making a decision to use um the double dragon art style for this i don't know but i i felt like it, it, it there was plenty better choices of drawing these characters 
It, it just was. It, I, it, I just feel like it didn't get that that oomph feel. Like, if they put that same art style or quality onto the video games, I probably wouldn't be playing the video games right now. <laughs> I wouldn't. So, I, I don't know what went on with that. Uh, and I, I even like um, Samurai Jack and the way they do it, but for this I, I felt like this especially considering who they working with i felt this like could have had a much better character design than this and that was the part that really threw me off but the other thing is too that also threw me off was the direction of how um scorpion's journey went which again really like any the, the focus of him the focus of scorpion was only like 50 damn near 50 percent of the movie the other half was the Mortal Kombat storyline itself. And then at the end, now granted, he did get his revenge and he did kind of focus on it, but it felt like it wasn't fully emphasized like it should have been. And even furthermore, I don't even think they could have, they, to me, honestly, I don't even think they had to even bring the Mortal Kombat tournament in. I figure if they're going to talk about Scorpion and have the origin of Scorpion, do it like Batman year one, where everything is just leading to him going into the tournament and at the end he's going to go to the tournament and then later on we'll do mortal kombat the movie i feel like they were trying to cram everything in at once and it, it, there was no point to like you got enough narrative and storyline and story direction to start him off as hanzo lead into the fact that his kids were uh the whole his whole entire clan was murdered by quan chi who was playing as sub-zero and doing a full story leading all the way up to that and then by the end he's going to get revenge on sub-zero which then he I, rather he gets revenge on sub-zero but then they could have cut it off right there and then go into another the other movie which they are going to do another movie it apparently uh so they're going to continue it but i just feel like it was more of it was to me it felt like more mortal kombat than just scorpion's legend even furthermore what really really pissed me off is at the end when an end credit comes up the end credits come up and I, I i i realized this after the third time of watching it the end credits come up and again the, the name of this movie is mortal kombat legend scorpion's revenge with the focus on scorpion why isn't on the marquee the biggest let the biggest name on the marquee isn't patrick sees it is in fact joe McHale and jennifer carpenter who plays johnny cage and sonia blade and to their credit are considered well-known actors outside of the animation world this is the problem that a lot of animators i mean a lot of voice actors have when it comes to bringing in high-end talent or quote-unquote high-end talent outside who don't normally do these things it's it, it, it and i know they're trying to bring their fan base to this whole you know to their uh to the series but to me patrick sees who is scorpion who is supposed to be the main character should have been on the top marquee of this he really should have been if if anybody along with those two if, if they want to do it that way but they showed john McHale, joe McHale as johnny cage jennifer carpenter as sonya blade and then everybody else got to scroll up you know deal i was like yo that's that's kind of ill that is really kind of ill like dude he's he's this he's the main character of the 
story. So I'm like, this is this is the exact same type of decision making that made X Men the X Men movie um, film series a big fail, because instead of focusing on Cyclops and Professor X, you decided that you wanted to go to the high end and focus on Holly Berry and Hugh Jackman, and then put them on the forefront. When in reality, those two should have been in the background. And then they did the same thing later on for Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique, who should have never been a superhero, which is why a lot of people were kind of, I don't want to say happy, but satisfied that Dora Dark Phoenix, she ended up dying through it. So it was like, it was like, yo, she should have never been on their side. She, she died a hero. She died a hero. She was a villain. She was, she was, she's like supposed to be the most cutthroat person there, but she, they made her the main villain but why because of star power so they instead of you know put it in uh the the storyline and the integrity of the story uh and, and and the way it's supposed to be in the books they went for star power and wanted to change it around that is one of the reasons why that series failed that is exactly one of the reasons why this series fell when they keep doing stuff like this is a di- I, f- I feel like it's just disrespectful to any of the talent it doesn't give the other talent a chance to grow as a celebrity either by just putting them in a the background it, it it's horrible that they do that so that was that right there is one of my things um that occurs with that but overall overall mortal kombat legend scorpion's revenge god why did they make it that long is a very fun, intense thrill ride into Earthrealm's most legendary tournament that decides the fate of the world. While not perfect, it is worth watching just for the action and the comedic moments thanks to the performance of Joe McHale. I do give him that credit. Nothing against him. That was their decision. But he he was funny. I, I did like him as Johnny Cage. He did stay. Um, stay he stood out from the rest on that note. Um, I do want to tell you the first 15 seconds of this movie from the beginning is priceless as it involves the traditional wb animation open credit featuring daffy duck going blitz all around the uh, wb logo only for scorpion to open the wb logo door a la porky pig grab daffy daffy by the neck and take him to hell i was not when i first saw that i'm not thinking of another and all of a sudden he just comes out and come here you know he says get over here and just and it like like it literally took me by surprise that alone is worth watching (laughs) that alone is just awesome but overall it's not perfect but it is very enjoyable it's very entertaining um watchable you know whether the art style is not to your liking or not it is still a very you know it's worth it's watchable but not perfect uh so if i'm giving it a grade it's a solid b on me so go out of your way to check it out if you're you know a fan of you know mortal kombat i think there is some things to enjoy in there um it's just you know there's some things that you may agree or disagree with especially if you're a huge fan of the series or the uh, franchise as well so go out of your way to check it out folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live thank you guys so very much once again for coming on to the show for you know everything that you're doing out there and everything and all the thank you to all of the members of acmg who also are coming and chiming in to you know talk and post and everything as well i i don't get a chance to do that enough and you know these guys are 
you know, trying to bring some enjoyment, some discussion into the group. And I really appreciate all of the uh, participation in there as well from those who do participate in there and, you know, give a variety of things to talk about, to see and everything. So I appreciated it very much. So I love you guys. Love them to death. I, like ACMG has been one of the biggest things in my life and it's what's keeping me going right now especially during these times really really appreciate it so this week i'm gonna think i gotta think of what's gonna be for this week because again naruto ultimate ninja storm is coming out i did pre-order that so for the switch which is coming out this week also secret amana is coming out and they're coming out on a friday so i probably wouldn't be able to even remotely play those enough time for me to do a review on it to see how it is on that system i played secret of mana um the what is it the uh the demo of that so then i i really really liked it before so um i think that's a great like i said is i think it's a great like alternative for those who don't have um playstation 4 and final fantasy 7 i think that might help it out right there square enix worked on that one too so those are coming out this week amongst other things but i will probably I think I might do something different as far as the top five of which, and hopefully that's some new news come out in the world of gaming, but uh, we'll see because, <laughs> you know, due to the situations, things are slowing down immediately. So we will see what we'll come up with this week on select start. If not, we'll just wait until next week for um, do it on air, but next week as well. Um, We'll see what's going on in the world of our favorite fandoms on Talk Time Live, but we'll definitely have a, another show on Talk Time Live. Last week, I didn't have it because I realized that it was Easter, and I'm like, dude, I usually take off at of Easter, so I decided to take a break, and that's why I didn't do a show last week. I never even mentioned it, but we will have another episode next week and talk about some things, maybe have another review of things, and see what's going on in the world because we need this. We need this, and again, thank you so much, Molly. Thank you so much for inviting me into the chat and getting a chance to talk with your um, other friends, family, and especially the other cast of Naruto in there as well. So it was, I had a great time with that. Folks, that will do it. Please check us out on TalkTimeLive.com for all of our episodes and especially our exclusive interviews with people like Molly Flanagan and Kyle Abair and a host of others. Over 40 interviews with some of the best and finest in all things anime comics movies and games you could check it out there on our exclusive page you could go on talktonlive.com go to our exclusive page click on that tab it's all lined up right there i updated everything every interview is up there now uh up to date so you could check it out there or you could type in talktonlive.com forward slash exclusive easily type it in go there boom you'll get it right there you can also subscribe to talk time live on spotify iHeartRadio. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, Pocket Cast, and all Amazon devices. You can listen to it anywhere and everywhere you want to be. So hopefully I was able to, you know, entertain as much as possible. I look forward to all of you uh, listening to the show every week. So thank you so very much for that. And any new listeners that are coming on, thank you so very much as well. So folks that will do it on behalf of myself this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is ACMG presents talk time live I am out here people please be safe and have a great week take care
Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.